Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, a part of the amazing FBA family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Today's episode is sponsored by the new e-commerce podcast, The E-Commerce Leader, co-hosted by myself, Michael Vizi, and Jason Miles, top 1% Shopify store owner and Unimi's highest rated e-commerce instructor. If you're the owner of a thriving e-commerce business, look for The E-Commerce Leader on your favorite podcast app and subscribe today. So I guess that's one of those human communication gaps, right? What we think is so obvious in our heads is complete mystery to others. Well, look, these are great um, principles for psychology. Now, we've got another set of principles that you and I had a, a quick chat about, which is marketing principles, which I guess is more the standard things. By the way, the, the psychological stuff, I've never heard anyone articulate this stuff. I think that's really cool. I uh, really like it. And I think some of it applies even on an Amazon listing. If you're going to think about the fact that your most important information needs to be before you scroll, that's probably like two photos worth right so even in that primitive environment where we have very little control i think that does apply but let's talk about marketing principles there maybe more sort of comfort zone what are the main things we've got to think about that drive uh, the conversion rate yeah so once you have applied or basically take a step back and, and look at the, the the principles and look at your store with the principles in mind then you go deeper and one thing that when you start sorting out or cleaning out your store. And for the most stores, it's basically taking things away. I see most stores that are coming to me in my coaching program. They put every little app, everything that they think will help on, on their homepage or on their store. And that creates this kind of overwhelm because there's a lot of blinking, moving things. Once in a sudden, they think technology or apps help them to sell more, which basically is exactly the opposite. Now, Coming from the homepage, one thing that is often missing or not done, done well is the unique selling proposition and a value proposition. So it's either missing or, or people do not make it easy enough. Keep in mind that somebody is coming to your store, first time visitor on your store, either through a Facebook ad or generic traffic, whatsoever. You have about five seconds to communicate who you are, what you're selling, why they should buy from you and why they should not buy from your competitors. There is a famous five second rule. It works like this to, to check out actually on your own store as a tip. Take somebody who does not know what you're selling. So they have never seen your website. They don't know what you do. Just take a stranger, pull them in front of your homepage, give them five seconds to, to look at the homepage and then pull them away and then ask them, it's like, okay, what do we do? What are we selling? What do we offer? And um, then you will really quickly find out if your um, unique selling purpose and your value proposition on your homepage is good or not. If they cannot act, 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 <laughs> not say what you're doing, then you have work to do. And this is something that's, that's very important. A lot of stores sort of hide it. So it comes too late in the process. And it should be actually the first thing that a, a visitor on your site sees. So on the homepage, above the fold, right into their face, tell them, and I'll repeat myself here, is what is it, what you're doing? What are you selling? Why should they buy from you and not from your competitors? Yeah, this is great work. I, I think this is also, again, you don't have that sort of general ability to talk about that with your store as a whole with your brand as a whole in, in the amazon world in the same way but we do have storefronts and people do click on those sometimes so i guess it comes later in the process in the user journey if you will the customer journey or i guess let's call it the shopper journey it's not necessarily a customer unfortunately as you said 
But still, I think the same principle applies, which is when it comes to a particular product, it's even more brutal. You've probably got five seconds on Amazon. I reckon you've got two, maybe on mobile. I mean, okay, yes, you may argue that you shouldn't be optimizing for mobile because you get better conversions on desktop, but you've got to at least hit both these days. And and then, of course, if they hit your storefront, if you're lucky on Amazon, that's kind of down the line that you, you still have to pretty pretty much hit them. If they are checking out the storefront, they're probably not bought yet. They're probably hesitating or seeing what else you have. But yes, it's, it's that classic thing of really just being extremely clear. Like everything you're talking about sounds like it's about clarifying and simplifying, not adding, which in a way is good and bad news. I think actually it feels to me relatively easy win. If you've got to add, that feels like an effort from the marketer point of view. So this feels like good news. Well, let's keep going. So what are the, it sounds like basically a lack of USP or, or communicating it too late are the classic things. We've mentioned the word user journey as I suppose naturally come up. Tell me about your thoughts about that within the broader realm of, of a Shopify or whatever WooCommerce store where you, where you have a lot more control over it, but people are going to click away quicker because you're not Amazon. No, 100%. So a user journey obviously does not necessarily start or very seldom actually starts on, on the homepage. Most of your traffic will probably come in on a product detail page. If you're running ads, obviously you're running them directly to the product or Google Shopping, for instance. But what often happens is that people, especially if they don't know your brand or your business, they want to get a feeling, are you legitimate? A lot of customers are sort of burned at some point because of a lot of China dropshipping stores. So they get very careful once they come on stores that they don't know to really figure out, is that a scam? Is it a real business? And so what usually then happens is they go on the homepage or on the About Us page or on the page with testimonials just to see if there's anything um, that convinces them that you're a, a real business, a legitimate business and not a scam. And um, that's where you put your trust building factors in. So you want to have, I don't know, testimonials, reviews, qualifications, awards, uh, a word from the owner and all of these things on these pages, homepage, About Us page. And obviously on the reviews page, you have your best reviews just to build up trust with your customer. So they might hop around before they actually decide to buy from you. And again, recordings with Lucky Orange or Hotjar will help you to understand what the average customer does on your store. How do they move through the store? So it's not always a, a classic funnel on the store. So if you're using uh, tools like ClickFunnels or whatever or lead pages, they take you step by step through the process. On a store, it might be different. Once they decide, obviously, to buy from you and then click the Add to Cart button and then check out, this is then more like structured. But everything that comes ahead before that, they might just uh, jump around and try to either get clarification on things. So a FAQ page, for instance, helps a lot. Or I just want to know, is this a real business? Can I trust them with my credit card? Very good point. And I guess that this is something that the sort of how can I put this again to a degree on Amazon is weirdly a, a strange sort of what's the word to sort of two edged sword because on the one hand it's chock full of Chinese junk which has kind of got terrible sort of people saying words like happy time which is not something any English or, or American person would say and it's kind of a bit of a giveaway and on the other hand Amazon has incredible brand and trust those two statements don't go together very well which is why amazon kind of every so often clears things out in a brutal sort of dragnet fashion right because they want to keep that brand trust but their conversion rates are very high so i guess we could say numerically there's proof that there's good trust right but i guess that once we're off amazon you've got to build that super 
super big time and I, I love the the things you're putting in again words from the owners qualification rewards and I like that mental insight which is so critical that just because we as marketers get trained to think with blinkers on that everything's a funnel that the consumers never got told that so that's not how they actually work and that totally makes sense that's exactly how I'd shop if I were looking to somebody I want to see who is this person I might google their name just to see if there's some bad things or google the name of the, the company or you know scam plus company if I'm really feeling paranoid and yeah you're right there's a whole bunch of hopping around it's a, it's a very sobering thought so so what's the next principle then so we, we're talking marketing principles now we talked usp and value proposition we've talked about the user journey and and exactly the fact that it's not as linear as you might want to think what else do we need to think about well in general when it comes to to the user journey or to to the purchase journey through your store it's just Keep in mind to to offer the right information at the right moment. What you want to avoid is that people leave your store and do either comparison shopping. And so you don't want to give them a chance that um, there's any questions coming up that they try to find out the answer somewhere else. You should basically answer these questions or concerns, whatever comes up on the page I'll give you an example for the product detail page and so on people are basically looking at the product and deciding do, do i want to buy this or not obviously price is one thing features is another thing but once they are interested in the product there's more questions coming up and then obviously that's um, where you should provide for instance information about shipping times additional shipping costs what's the return policy so you don't want to have this a different page you want to have this right on the product page and not really hidden somewhere right in their face and if there's any other questions that might come up with deciding to buying from you you should address this right on the product page the more kind of concerns you can address on the product page the higher is the likelihood that they will go to add to cart and then start um, buying from you so no distractions, give the right information at the right moment, and then be consistent in how you communicate and be consistent in the calls to actions, for instance. I see sometimes that people try to be fancy and they use different buttons or colors or font sizes, whatsoever, for their call to action. And that should be basically the same on, on, the home, on the whole page. So whenever you have a call to action, it should stand out with, for instance, a different color and then basically the same on every page up to the moment when they go through the checkout. Especially with Shopify, it's kind of interesting. A lot of stores, even bigger ones, they stick to this principle of having a call to action completely the same everywhere except the checkout page. On the checkout page, which is sort of standard by Shopify, unless you're on Shopify Plus, uh, one of a sudden it looks different. So they seemingly just forget about that one. And that should not happen. Yes, I guess there's also a sort of inconsistency about branding there that you get with quite a lot of um, sites that you and I, I try and avoid that because I've integrated a couple of sites with amazing FBA, which is not an e-commerce physical products business, but it's the same kind of thing, which is the front is on WordPress, the back ends on Kartra.com as it happens. I'm, I'm not suggesting you use that for, for Shopify substitute guys don't do this at home. But the, the point is that there's a look and feel that's different trying to get the fonts the same and the colors. It just feels jarring. It feels like, hmm, this is a kind of fake business because the back end looks different to the front, right? That That's also something that I find as a shopper disturbing. And yeah, I find as a, as a website owner, quite hard to overcome. Is that, is that a, is that the sort of thing you're referring to or are there other examples of that? 
No, definitely, definitely. That's, and as you said, you're closer to, you come to the money. That means you're closer, you come to the checkout page. The more important is um, that you stick to being a trustworthy business and make it easy. Even on the checkout page, um, you can use and you should use trust building factors in there. For instance, using your phone number on the checkout page or your support email address, just to show them there is a way that they can reach you and you're not sort of disappearing into the nirvana. And another thing, for instance, is keep in mind that uh, there is elderly people or people with reading glasses like me. You don't want to use a small font or a font with a low contrast. So all of these things, step by step, work together to, to get a higher conversion rate. So I always get asked this like, yeah, what's the main big thing to increase my conversion? And mm. there is no such thing. Mm. It's, it works all together and everything contributes to having a higher conversion rate at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. So say there's no magic bullet for that, but you need to stick really to the process and put everything in place. And yeah, that's something where I help with, because sometimes it's good to have a second um, pair of eyes looking on your store and just get the, the store sort of optimized to make it not being overwhelmed to either the, the store owner, because a lot of the time the store owners also overwhelmed, <laughs> yeah. they're not only their, their visitor. And yes. that doesn't really help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two overwhelmed people struggling and they need a marriage guidance counsellor to come in really, don't they? So having said the fact that there's no magic bullet, I guess like the closest to a magic bullet probably is, I suppose, a good a good coach. So we'll you ought to talk about what you offer in a second. But just to summarise really and, and just to double check that we've understood it, whilst the no magic bullet, still there seem to be some clear principles which, yeah, we're going to have to work our way through, but there's a clear process. So the psychological principles, the visual load, love that. The motor load, never thought about it, but it makes total sense. The cognitive load, don't make people think, or too, much, think too much and keep it for like a nine-year-old. <laughs> Memory load, I like that. And then the marketing principles, have a USP, have, use a five-second test. That's another really, really great, brutal test. I like that. And then think about the user journey, keeping it clear, trust building is a big thing, and then clarity, really, and, and simplicity. So it feels to me that there are there are some good, solid, easy-to-understand principles there, but the devil's in the detail. So obviously you mentioned that having somebody look at your store is really helpful. I know that's one of the things you offer, so just give us a flavor of how you help uh, people if they want to explore more work with you. Yeah, what I do is basically I help them building up a or putting a, a framework in place that helps them in optimizing. And that's starting from the basics, as we just spoke through, getting them understanding and then really going into the nitty gritty and put everything in place. Usually it starts with a, a assessment of a store and then we work our way through. What I offer is a three months program where they work with me either in a group coaching environment or optional in a one-to-one environment where they can talk to me directly and it's a mix between um, coaching and consulting from my side and a uh, course an online course with videos and resources that they can use to work their way through in their own time and the outcome after three months um, should be higher conversion rates, a much more automated digital marketing strategy. We are not looking only into the store optimization. We are also looking in email marketing, in that case, wow. and into Klaviyo. And we're looking into data, which people really hate. Um, Google, uh, looking into Google Analytics, uh, which is crucial. 
and then looking in different marketing channels that might potentially be the best way for their specific business to get more traction. So it's, it's really a, a program that is built up for people that are already in the business and just want to optimize without spending more money on ads. Yeah, that makes sense. And by the way, I'm, I'm developing a, a similar um, course for Amazon sellers. And I think we're both doing the same thing for a similar reason, which is this. It's simple that if you spend money on optimization for conversion, that, I mean, okay, it won't last forever, but that's basically going to last for one, two, three years with tweaks, maybe forever. I mean, psychological principles don't change, I guess, and neither do the basic marketing principles if you really absorb them. Whereas every time you spend on an ad, you get your clicks, you get a conversion, maybe you get a sale, maybe it's profitable, maybe it's not. But then the next time you want ad-driven traffic, you got to pay again, right? Every single time you buy a new product, a physical widget anyway you got cost of goods sold every single time you sell one. Whereas the beautiful thing about optimization for conversion is it's a one, it's a one-off cost that basically pays for multiple times. So I think it's the best possible place to spend your money and efforts, folks. So if you are a Shopify store owner listening, and we do, I do actually have a Shopify store owner that working with me because of my import background and, and product development background as well. But if you're listening, take this seriously. This is the best possible use of your money. Forget about the traffic nonsense and start working with somebody to make you money. So Klaus, if you, if um, people want to check that out, I've got a redirect here from amazingfba.com forward slash Klaus. That's C-L-A-U-S, no E folks. And uh, I know you're going to offer a one hour uh, one-to-one consultation as a bonus for listeners, which is really great because obviously at your rates, that's a very valuable um, thing and I hope people can hear that the value that you're going to bring and the last thing is that you do a free uh, optimization review as well tell us a little bit about how how that works and how people can get that if they want that yeah sure there's a lot of quick wins usually on uh, most of the stores and the 10 minute site review is basically a video review where I will go um, through your site and recording a video on what I see and with these quick wins, you usually be able to implement them very, very quickly. And they should give you an uplift in either conversions and or average order value, and sometimes even in lifetime customer value. So that's something I offer for free. Obviously, it's not um, as in-depth as a real site review, which takes much, much longer. And um, I only will look at the key pages, the homepage, collection, category page, product page, and card page. But again, I, a mini site review will give you a, a, a quick start into conversion optimization of your own store. Yeah, that's really handy. And also, it's a great way, frankly, if people are thinking of working with you to check out what it is you're going to have to say and they can get a quick win for free which is never bad so in fact extremely good so worth checking out well look class i know we've got another set of stuff that we're going to cover in a minute but for now for those listening to the podcast anyway it's going to say listen um really good insights i like it and delivered with you know no bs no extra fluff just all the value really great stuff so class many many thanks for for sharing your wisdom with us on the show you're welcome it was my pleasure Hey folks, thanks so much for listening to today's show with Klaus Lauter, e-commerce growth advisor and Shopify expert. Hope that was useful. Just a quick recap of what we covered today. Basically, we were talking about the marketing principles that are often just not there or done badly. And if you get it right, you really, really, really start to see increase in that precious conversion percentage, which makes all the economics of your business work, ultimately puts money in your pocket. And those things are the USP and value proposition, particularly important on the homepage, the, the five-second test to see if somebody gets that. Such a good idea. Um, by the way, if you've got your own site, as I do with Amazing FBA, even though it's not an e-commerce site, you could do worse than go and implement this stuff today, like ask somebody to take the five-second test. If you're embarrassed, 
Okay, join the club, but that means there's work to do. At least you know what the work is. The user journey, really, really, really important piece of thinking. If you're in the Amazon world, you're probably blinded to that. And it's very important to come back out of that box and start to think about the fact that users do multiple things before they actually end up buying. And then they do stuff after they buy as well. The right offer at the right time, very important, easy to mess up, clarity and simplicity. That's an underlying theme and the classic sort of simplicity of the Shopify, you know, the, the closer you get to the money, closer you get to checkout, the more important you want to keep trust building. Really simple idea. By the way, that applies to us in Amazon straight away as well. So lots and lots of stuff that you've taken from Klaus, I hope. I know it's a lot to absorb, but honestly, if I were you listening and I heard something of this quality and I'm claiming because it's from me, but because I know Klaus brought him on the show for good reason, I would be taking copious notes personally. If you want to skip some of the work for that, just go to 10kcollective.com and uh, you can find the show notes that we've taken for you and links to go and work with Klaus. If you want to work with Klaus, by the way, amazingfba.com forward slash Klaus, C-L-A-U-S, no E, amazingfba.com forward slash Klaus. If you come through um, our link through the Amazing FBA 10K Collective Universe, you will actually get an hour of extra consultation for free from class, which is not to be sniffed at. He charges healthy rates, and so he should because he knows his stuff, as you can hear. And a very matter of fact, no BS, but not aggressive, just very pleasant, very factual guy, which for my money is is who I want to be involved with in business. I don't want hype, and I don't want somebody negative either. I just want somebody who knows their stuff and efficiently gets it from their brain into my brain and Klaus for my money is one of those guys so I would absolutely endorse him as a person to work with I'm not currently selling on Shopify if I were he'd be one of the first people that I would pick up the phone to or, or an email no question that said thank you so much for listening I'm going to leave it there let's speak in the next show Thanks so much for listening to the 10K Collective Podcast, part of the family of Amazing FBA Podcasts. Today's episode is sponsored by the new e-commerce podcast, The E-Commerce Leader. The podcast is hosted by yours truly and Jason Miles, multi-million dollar Shopify owner and Unimi's highest rated e-commerce instructor. If you're the owner of a thriving online business and you want to become the best e-commerce leader you can be, it's got your name on it. For free guides and mini courses on many topics, go to www.theecommerceleader.com.